Welcome to the Four Jack Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to season five of the Four Jack Podcast, powered by our friends over at Galvin Green. Galvin Green is the number one technical golf apparel brand preferred on every professional tour. They're famous for designing high-tech elevated golf apparel for every golfer, male or female, to feel invincible under all conditions. Head over to galvingreen.com and get your apparel game dialed in for the 2023 season. A massive thank you to our community that continues to support and share in our success. Throughout season five, you can expect more untold stories, more amazing guests, and a deeper dive into how golf truly impacts, connects, and is celebrated by many. Tonight, we're going to shake things up a bit. We have a female forward presence. Our guest is a veteran in the golf influencer world and has some unique partnerships to talk about, which I'm excited for. But before we formally say hello to her, we're going to invite a special guest co-host on for tonight's show, a close personal friend of mine who has traded her skates and her golf clubs in for a microphone tonight. Melanie Jew, thanks for jumping in to co-pilot with me. How you doing? Hey, Parksy, I'm excited to be here and I'm excited about our guest. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one tonight. This is a little bit of a different experience for you. So I'm excited for the female perspective, which we don't usually have. So should be good. Tonight's special guest is not only a content creator, but a model, TV host, and newly appointed ambassador for the Travis Matthew Women's Line. She's also a pretty damn good shot with a t-shirt canyon. We'll talk about that more. Please welcome to the show, Alyssa Kakar, new lady golfer. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. I can't wait to chat. Thanks for jumping on with us tonight. It's uh, it's been a little work to uh, to track you down. So thanks for making some time. I know you're you have a crazy busy schedule. You're traveling a lot. So nice to uh, nice to reel you in for an hour tonight to chat. Sounds perfect. Let's let's talk about the ACC. Mel, you kind of touched on it before we got on the show here. What a what a crazy event. Pretty exciting experience. You got to hang out with the TM crew. So talk us through that whole uh, that whole week. Yeah, they're a fun crew. So this is my second year going. I went last year for the first time and uh, back again this year working with Travis Matthew and Travis Matthew Women's. And it's just such a great venue. It's such a great event. It's so fun. The weather was perfect. I mean, it was hot. The weather was perfect. It's right there on the lake and the lake was beautiful. And uh, yeah, it gets a great turnout. A lot of different celebrities, former athletes, actors, actresses, you know, you have the whole lot. So it brings out a lot of fans from all different, from all different areas and walks of life to watch them play. Yeah. It's gotta be pretty cool. And you, you guys were hanging out on the Travis Matthew boat, which is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Friends of mine, Brad and Jessica German from uh, G&G Brands of Canada here had some, uh, had some pretty nice things to say about you. So that must've been a really cool experience. That's nice. I really appreciate that. They were lovely as well. Yeah. We took the Travis Matthew wrapped a Mastercraft boat and we went out the one day and shot some content uh, for the brand on it and then went out the next day, Saturday in the heat of, in the thick of it. I mean, so many boats out there right in the thick of it. And uh, we brought out the t-shirt cannon and had some fun. Steel Lafferty uh, and I were out with the Travis Matthew social team and uh, shot some t-shirts out to some fans. Yeah, that must've been pretty fun. Just, just- <laughs> that whole vibe right i mean it just looked crazy out on the lake and that that boat looked sick so yeah it was really fun and the water was gorgeous like it was so clear it was so pretty it was yeah it was really fun travis matthew is just 
and Travis Matthew Women, such a fun brand to work with. They like high energy, really fun. Uh, their team is great to work with. They got involved in a lot of my different, you know, social media content ideas and TikToks, and they were really down for anything. So makes my job a lot easier. I really appreciate that. <laughs> no doubt. Talk to us about the line. What what sort of can the consumer look forward to with the introduction of the women's line? I'm so thrilled that Travis Matthew has finally come out with a women's line because I've gotten tired of going into the store solely to buy my boyfriend presents. Um, there it's, I think they've done an amazing job. Their first, their first go around the materials are really soft. Um, they feel great on the skin, but like they, for me, it's important with golf clothes to have like some structure as well. So I think they've done a really good balance of that. I love the Sapphire sunrise sport. It's just beautiful. It's functional, has everything that I would want in a golf skirt on course, but then they've created a lot of great pieces that are perfect for travel. Um, so comfortable, so soft, their pants, they make this one top. I think it's called the VIP VIP something or other. It's long sleeves, V neck. The sleeves are a little bit more billowy. They're not like super tight, but I just love to wear it to travel like those long overnight flights. It just is like, perfect for it so i'm excited to see they talked to me a little bit about their future plans for the women's line and what they have coming out and different colors and and those types of things so i'm really excited about what they've done already and where they're going with it that's really cool now being the brand ambassador what kind of doors does that open for you or activations does that sort of give you access to and allow you to kind of go out and, and spread the gospel yeah. I mean, first of all, for me, I couldn't feel their dream partner to work with. They kind of, we have like, a, uh, they've had me do a couple events with them and some content, you know, sponsored posts to promote their line. And it's just a dream brand for me to work with. Travis Matthew is one of the most well-known apparel brands, in my opinion, in the space. And sure. to be, we're getting the opportunity to work with them is just incredible to me. And I'm very grateful for that. Um, but I'm excited to have the, like, let the women know that Travis Matthew is now carrying women's stuff and show them how versatile the line is and the, the items they can wear for golf, but also the items they have that they can wear off the course too. Yeah. Very cool. It's, it's, it's a great sort of, it's always been male forward, right. That lifestyle kind of casual on course, off course. So really cool that they're getting into the women's side of the game because, Obviously, like you said, the, the women don't get enough attention with options in apparel. So very, very cool. Talk to yeah. us a little bit about how much golf you're playing right now, because I haven't seen a whole bunch of golf posts on your Instagram lately. So what's going on with the golf game? It Well, you know, no two days of mine are ever the same and it varies week by week. So I had the opportunity. I played yesterday, okay. but, you know, not every every round is one that I'm, you know, posting all over social media. Um, but I got to play, I, I like to keep my feet in real time. So I was just away for the weekend in Las Vegas, which was not a golf trip. So that might be why the last couple have not been golf related, but, um, so let's see, I probably play at least once a week. Um, I like to play as much as I can. It just depends on how much time I have or what I have going on. Um, hopefully I'll play Friday. And then maybe, you know, one day this weekend. So I'd say I probably play one or two times a week on average, sometimes more, sometimes less. It just depends on what, what's going on in my schedule. Have you, no. uh, have you broken 80 yet? Yes. Nice. So I've done it twice. 
Oh, nice. Um, it was a, it's been a big goal of mine. Uh, something I've been wanting to achieve. Uh, I feel like I've ha- always, I have the skill set, but you know, it was always the mind, the mental game that was holding me back. You know, I, I don't, don't like to know my score. Don't like to know it at the turn. I don't want to know what I need to shoot on going into 18. Cause that is like the nail in the coffin oh, Hands yeah. down. I will not do it. So um, <laughs> I'm, I am there with you right now. <laughs> right. So I remember it was a Friday afternoon. Um, it was so in 2023, I was like, that's it. I'm doing it. I'm enough of this. Like I have the skill set. I can do this. I've been close. Let's finally do it. So it was a Friday afternoon. It was like the middle of February. I was out playing with my boyfriend and his friend, no content, no cameras, just out purely enjoying a Friday afternoon round of golf. And I didn't know where I was at the turn. I didn't know what I needed to shoot on 18. I mean, I knew I was playing well. I knew I was probably very close. Um, and I shot a 77 and it was just such a great moment. I was like, finally, I did <laughs> like, oh, I'm so happy. Um, so yeah. So what, uh, what do you think your biggest, um, what, like, what would be your best advice for somebody that's trying to do that? Like to, to break to get there. Yeah. To get there. Like what helped you? Um, so you know, I am a proponent. I'm, I love taking lessons. I love being a student of the game. I love being committed to that improvement process. Um, but really for me personally, I, what, what was holding me back was kind of what I had already mentioned was really the mental game, getting so wrapped up in scoring, um, not having a short memory out there. Like we see it so many times, the guys, the professionals, they'll have a bad hole where, where they get a double bogey or whatever, but they just move on from it and they can, they can go on to like break a course record or win the event. And I think that's been something I've been trying to work on is like, if you have, if I have a bad hole, it's not the end of the round. It's not the end of the world, like on to the next, keep it moving. Don't worry about it. Forget it. So I really think the mental game is what holds a lot of people back from scoring or performing well, like at the level that I'm at. So, um, I don't necessarily know how to work on it. It's just something that's kind of happened as I, the more I've played is to realize that you just got to relax and I'm not going to ever be a professional golfer and nobody really cares what I scored today, but, <laughs> um, you know, you just have the shots that keep you coming back and I am out there to have fun. Right. And enjoy my time around the people I'm there with. Yeah. Keep it fun. That's the secret sauce, right? Don't exactly. get too down on yourself. Exactly. You talked a little bit about instruction and I know this is kind of maybe the inception of new lady golfer was the pursuit of, Hey, I'm going to take lessons. I'm going to post my progress. I'm going to talk to you about what I'm doing, what I'm working on. Is it a little bit intimidating on the female side to, to get in touch with a PGA professional, to get into a lesson program? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So I actually did it the opposite way. Like I didn't, I started learning golf and taking lessons and I was really enjoying it and then started the Instagram and developed the content strategy to be like, we're going to document a beginner learning golf as an adult. Uh, so I've been very lucky. I've had really great experiences in lesson settings from the get-go. There was a driving range near where I live in San Diego and they offered small group classes basically every morning throughout the week. And they would focus on different areas of the game. So number one, it was great because it was a small group setting. You'd have three or four people in the, in the class. 
-hmm. And we did full swing one day. Next day would be chipping or pitch shots. Then the next day would be putting. Then you would do bunkers. Like it was so well done and set up and very not in not intimidating um, environment. So you'd have one coach teaching the group. He would teach you the skill. Then you'd go off and practice alone. And it was men, women, different age ranges. So it was really great. It was a great setting to start in. Then I moved into one-on-one lessons and, you know, working with a coach and then now working with coaches who work with other, you know, PG or work with tour pros and and whatnot. So it's been a progression. I, I don't think I would have done as well one-on-one right from the get-go because I would have been too nervous to have somebody watching only me. So that group setting provided that more relaxed experience from day one. That was the blankie, right? That was the security blanket so you can get into it. But yeah, I mean, you've been an athlete for a long time. So maybe let's take a little time travel. Let's go back to your days as a, a collegiate soccer player and maybe your introduction to the to the game of golf following that. So talk us through the, the early years of Alyssa. Oh, gosh. Yeah, soccer has been my sport. I played my whole life. Uh, I loved it. Had a great experience. Got to play throughout college. Uh, I went to a small division or, you know, division three school in New Jersey called the College of New Jersey with a well-known women's soccer program. And when I was making the decision, I could have went to some smaller um, division one schools. But what really pulled me in was the opportunity to compete for a national championship for, you know, for four years. I really liked that. That is what got me. So we made it to the final four my sophomore year and we made it to the finals my senior year and fortunately we lost in the national championship but um I had such a great experience I I loved it it was the team was really good the coaches the coaches were great and um I, it was an environment that I thrived in personally would have loved to have win a national championship as a team but was um lucky to commemorate my career in college by gaining all america honors my senior year so that was, that was great. After that, I got to coach. I was a high school teacher for 10 years before I moved to San Diego on the East coast. And I got to coach the high school soccer teams for the girls, for the boys, uh, while I taught, which was really fun. So it was a way, even though I wasn't playing soccer anymore, I was still very much involved and, and, and sharing my passion for it with them. And then I moved to San Diego about five years ago started learning golf and now here we are with a career in the golf media space working with some really prestigious brands and I just pinch myself every day that this is what I get to do yeah super cool I mean it's golf is this weird and wonderful sort of ecosystem that allows you to you know not really have a ceiling to to what you want to do provided you're a go-getter or you're you know you have passion and and you want to try things and and take risks and put yourself out there. It's got to be tough because once you get to a level on social media, I mean, there's got to be a lot of bad along with the good. So maybe talk to us about dealing with conflict and and, and how you kind of weather the storm when you're, when you're seeing haters and, and bad comments. Yeah. You know, it. I just kind of take it all in stride. Um, at the end of the day, I remind myself of that number one, this it is social media. <laughs> and number two, I, I just stay very focused on providing value, education, um, entertainment, whatever it is, why I have whatever reason the follower is part of my audience, 
Like, I just want to keep them at the forefront of my mind to where I can keep adding value. And you're never going to be able to have everybody be your fan or follower or appreciate or like what you do. And that is totally fine. I'm good with that. I've tried my best to create an environment with my social media content and strategy that would stave off as many negative uh, interactions as possible, even though that's impossible to do. Um, you know, you just in one ear and out the other, and it's my feed. So if somebody leaves a comment that I don't like, um, you know, one that's really just rude and unnecessary, I can just delete it. And, um, and you can block people who really take things to, you know, levels that you don't like for whatever reason. And that's it. I just like to keep it my, my, my personal, my space, the environment I want and get rid of the stuff I don't want. Yeah, there's a lot of unnecessary creepy shit that goes on 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 social media. So I can only imagine being a female. It's got to be tough. Even the podcast. I mean, we get a lot of you know ups and downs and around sometimes, but it, I'm sure it's magnified by by ten times for yourself. So that sucks. But I but I love the sort of the philosophy. Just keep it keep it you. Keep it honest. Keep it true, and, and continue on the path. So exactly. that's very very cool. Talk to us a little bit about how you kind of develop your process. I mean, you started somewhere, and now you're here. So. Talk to us about the evolution and, and kind of what goes into the behind the scenes and the editing and the content creation and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the constant challenge, right? Is you want to keep staying relevant. You want to keep providing that value. Um, so I actually like and embrace that challenge to stay creative, keeping up, keep coming up with different ideas, but at the same time, remain very true to the initial strategy, which was to document my journey uh, show my lessons and, and the instruction that I'm getting in the hopes that it helps the people that are part of my audience. And I've been lucky, you know, I do a lot on my own as far as filming with tripods and microphones and whatnot, but I've been, I'm very fortunate to have gotten to a level with a workload and as well as having budget to now work with a videographer and photographer. His name is Marcus. And He's been great. Um, we'll plan our content days. I know kind of what I'm responsible for throughout the month. We will pick a day. We'll go out and shoot. We'll have a list of everything we want to get done. And uh, he takes it away, edit, edits it all and gets it back to me. And that just makes my life a lot easier. But I also enjoy the process of the organic stuff too. When I'm out on the course with just my phone and, and shooting, you, know, you just never know what's going to happen in golf, right? So you got to take advantage of those moments too. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so I like having a really nice mixture on my feed of the professionally shot content for some of my bigger brand partnerships. And then also just the fun, more laid back, organic content that you shoot on the iPhone, which is really good these days. You know, like pivoting to golf host in this show that you're doing, like, and, and off social media, what has that transition been like? And like, what lessons have you taken from your social media career to, to this new venture? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I want to say the first big jump that I had working in the media space was when I uh, worked with the Farmers Insurance Open at Torrey Pines. And again, being coming from a teaching background, you can't really do social media. You have to be really locked down, really private and cautious about what you post on social media with the field that you're working in with kids. So I just remember telling myself, I didn't, I don't have any formal media training or anything like that. And I just remember telling myself, to just anything they'd asked me to do was to say, yes, I was just going to say yes. And I would figure it out. And I feel like that was a really good mindset because 
they had me do some things that I was like, I don't, I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. Like live TV interviews, talking about a PGA tour event. Um, I'd never done that before. So I just kind of, I like that mindset of whatever I get asked to do um, with content stuff or events or hosting to just say, yes, figure it out. It will be okay. And, <laughs> and a lot, and a, that mindset has gotten more opportunities to come my way. So I'm just kind of, that's kind of a, a really good mantra I have when working in this space. Like for example, I um, did some social media work and host, like they called me their social media host and played in the George Lopez uh, charity event in LA the last two years. And last year was year one. And I remember we had a call a couple of days in advance um, and they were like, okay, great. Like, we're going to have you do this and this. And they're like, and we also are going to have you hit the ceremonial tee shot. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. You know, like I, I'm like, perfect. I get off the zoom call and I was like, Oh my God. Like I went into like full kind of panic mode because, you know, driver is one of the you know more challenging clubs for me in my bag, but now I have to hit it like in front of a lot of people. So I'm like, okay, great. At least I have a couple of days. I'm going to go prepare for this and, hit, <laughs> you know, really work on it comes to the day of I'm nervous. And now not only am I hitting the ceremonial tee shot, but I'm hitting it with golf legend Lee Trevino. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, this, I'm like, <laughs> everything's going to get worse. Okay. Don't worry. Just breathe. You know, I'm like, it'll be fine. So we go up to hit the tee shots, you know, cameras lined on either side behind. And we, I hit the shot. It goes great. I hit the fairway. I was like, okay, no matter what else happens today, I'm good. I don't even care, you know? And then uh, they had me do it again this year. I'm not going to lie. Like I still was just almost just as nervous but by saying yes to these things and putting myself in these in these putting myself in these uncomfortable situations, like there's some of my favorite memories from this whole journey. So yeah. I just like that kind of mantra. Just say yes, even if you don't know what the heck you're doing, it will be okay. <laughs> say, have you have you had any like mentorship or you know as you're going through, um, people reach out to you and give you advice? Because again, it's brand new for you, and um, you know have there been a lot of an outpouring of support help to help you through your journey? Yeah, I've, I've gotten to work with some great people whether it be in like the production space from the TV side of things or like marketing at, um, it, um, at the farm, at the farmer's insurance open, or, you know, even just my boyfriend is, uh, he's very successful in business and he's kind of helped me navigate that side of things, especially with social media to just stay like very true to the strategy and days when I have get frustrated with social media or whatever, and just kind of keeping me in, in line. And when I, what I mean by that is like, just keep doing what you're doing. Um, but yeah, whether it's a little tip, somebody listening to me speak and saying, Hey, I don't know if you recognize you say this word a lot or those filler words or things like that, which have been really helpful, or even just as simple as some, something as simple as slow down, or you don't have to just keep talking. It's okay to stop and end and the thought. So I've had a lot of great input, a lot of great constructive help and a lot of great support uh, in from the media side of things, for sure. Who are your people in this ecosystem of influencer world? I know you hang out with a lot of the girls, some of them we've had on the show. So give a shout out to some of your people and talk to us about the importance of having a good, solid collective like that. I love that. So um, I am part of the agency Digital Golf Collective. 
And I am such a big fan of that group. Like we have a great um, agency leadership there with Jess McAllister and Sean Guerrero. And then I love the talent, Tisha Allen. I think she is so good at what she does. Like I know how hard she works um, behind the scenes. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for her and love her creativity and the content she does. Uh, Cassandra Meyer, world long drive competitor. She's, she's great part of our agency. My friend um, Eileen Kelly, she's Canadian former playing professional. Her and I have developed a really great friendship along the way. I have um, my golf, I call them my golf girlfriends. You'll see them on my social media, Stefania and Sophia. Sophia's a long drive competitor and really working to make her name and in that space. So it's so fun to be working alongside of these girls that are, you know, we all come from different areas, walks of life, different backgrounds with golf, but all have this space in common and it brings us together and we can support each other, empower each other, cheer for each other, you know, all while doing our own thing too. We had Cass on the show and she is like breathtaking, beautiful, but yes. her golf swing is even better looking than yes. she could ever be. It's just yes. like, she has one of the most amazing golf swing, and she's super fit. And she's just, yeah. she's kind of like you, she's yeah. very authentic. You know what I mean? But it's, it's amazing yeah. to see some of these girls that can, you know, really, really play golf like yourself. I mean, that's it's such a crazy male dominated sport to see some of these girls including yourself step up and, and put themselves out there but i mean her golf swing big shout out to cast amazing oh yeah amazing golf swing so and as good as her golf swing is and as fit as she is she's an even lovelier person and i love when she comes out with her like she's actually hilarious she doesn't like show it off as much as she should but whenever she comes out with her little funny um golf reels and whatnot i'm like, oh my gosh girls she's she's a lovely person she's funny great golfer big fan of Cass. yeah yeah. being a female in this space is becoming less rare um and it's awesome to to hear all the the females you know again like chris said jumping in and taking over this space and making it a little bit more inclusive um what advice would you have for females trying to get into this space or or even just to get into golf yeah, I I love this question. And my first suggestion always is if it's getting into golf, um, to take some lessons or if they're local, I'll, I'll direct them to that range that I went to because I just thought it was such a great um, environment to start learning in uh, and to not be so overly worried about, like try not to be nervous about being good or not being good. Because I remember the first time, the first golf round I ever played I got to the range and I was playing with my boyfriend and two of his friends. And I know that they've just been playing for like, they've been playing for a long time, 15 years. So I'm like, oh my gosh, they're going to like, you know, I just didn't get it. I'm like, they're going to be so good. I'm so bad. I'm so nervous. And we get on the range and I'm watching them like mess up shots, chunk it, <laughs> blade it. All the, and I'm like, oh, wait a second. It's confusing to me. I'm like, they've been playing for 15 years. I thought they were like good at this, you know? And I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm not saying... I, I know that sounds bad. What I mean is I'm not saying that they're not good, but everybody makes mistakes and everybody will have a bad hole. And like golf is just, you know, a challenge. So not to be overly caught up with thinking like you're going to be like not good enough. Uh, And it also helps to find, I know that there's a lot of 
social female golf groups that are now popping up. So one that was started here in San Diego is called Babes Golf. And um, the founder is Alex. And she's one of the first people that I interacted with in the female golf world here in San Diego. And she's created this massive community of girls who will do range meetups and go play in tournaments and like almost like the sisterhood of golfers of all different levels. And I think that more and more of those are popping up all around the country. Um, so those are great spaces where you can be around other females that are all kind of in the same level or same boat and, and not feel embarrassed. Yeah. So those would be my suggestions. I'm sorry. That was a long winded answer. No, that's good though. You're lessons. Yeah. Um, lessons. Um, finding a social girl golf group so you can be in that environment to learn and and not feel intimidated. And then at the end of the day, don't worry about how good or not good you think you are. Like it's go out there, have a drink, get in the golf cart, hit some shots, have some fun and don't worry about it. Yeah. Everybody sucks. I mean, we can't all have, we can't all have salon quality flow like Blair Wheeler, but I don't know if his (laughs) golf games ever improved. Like, I think we had him on the show three years ago and I don't know if his golf game's gotten any better, but his hair keeps getting better every year. So <laughs> maybe they share hair tips when they're out there and it's less golf. You know, golf, golf is hard and it's hard to break 80. <laughs> it's, it's a great equalizer. Yeah, legit. Right? Mel, Mel is on that journey right now. So Mel's, I got to give a little shout out to you because a uh, hall of fame athlete from Cornell hockey player has a coaching school now. So doing amazing things in, in women's sport and, and doing great things to grow the game and grow awareness and, and, you know, create that inclusive environment where it's not intimidating, but Mel's been like this psychopath golfer for the last couple of years. And, and her game has gone from like zero to a hundred, but she's at that level now where she's trying to achieve these milestones and breaking yeah. 80 is one of the big ones. So I, I hope these tips are going to help you Mel. You say what brought you out to San Diego? Was it the sunshine? Was it the coastline? Was it golf? Was it a boy? Yes. What was the deal? Really, was my relationship. Okay, cool. Yeah, he had. That's pretty. He had to twist my arm really hard to leave me. (laughs) I'm sure, right? You're on the East Coast where it snows, or do you want to come here? Yeah. No more snow. No more winters. Um. Unless you choose it, right? Because that's a travel thing. Yes. I assume. Exactly. That's exactly. And you keep you keep that relationship pretty private. I don't see a whole lot of socials with with the mystery guy. Yeah. You know, like something, I mean, I'm, I don't necessarily hide it. If somebody asks me if I have a, a boyfriend, I absolutely 100% say yes. And happily. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just not, I have a personal Instagram account and then I have my, my new lady golfer account. And again, it's just trying to stay very true to my content strategy. And, yeah. you know, that part of my life is, our relationship and and his daughters and our family life is one of my greatest you know gifts and it's just something that I like to keep you know hold very special to me and not something that I want to blast all over social media yeah. just keep it you know very private and special to me yeah some people get that crossover yeah. a little convoluted I'm, and it's like what are we kind of following right but like there are things here and there i've posted you know th- little videos with his daughters and stuff on there like just little stuff but here and there a little sprinkle but um yeah i just like to try to keep my content strategy very laser focused and every now and then toss it in 
Cool. Yeah. Are you getting them into golf? Have they picked up picked up the game? We're working on it. We are working on it. I will tell you a funny story. So recently we took his, he has two daughters. His oldest one is 16 and, you know, she knows we golf a lot. So the one afternoon we went out, we're like, we're just going to play nine holes. And we're like, why don't you come along and drive the golf cart? Come on, come on out. So she's like, okay, great. So we get to the first par three and he, my boyfriend hits his shot. I hit my shot. And then he's like, Aaron, that's her name. Why don't you try to hit on the par three from the forward tee? So she's like, okay. So she hits it. She got it in the air, but didn't necessarily go very far. So he's like, all right, why don't you get out? Go walk over to your ball, try to hit it again. And we drove up to the green. So she's standing there back where she, her ball is. And she's like trying to hit it. And she's like missing it or chunking it. or the, So she tries like two or three times. And then she looks up to us and we're at the green and she yells up kind of like with her hands on her hips. And she's like, you guys do this for fun. And, <laughs> <laughs> and literally I've never heard my boyfriend speechless before <laughs> until that moment. We look at each other, we look back at her and we looked at each other again and we were just kind of like, yeah, yeah, legit. We she's got, got no, it. We got no answer to that. We have no answer. Yes, <laughs> she gets do it. Do this for fun. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No. It's like just self abuse. Horrible for punishment. That's hilarious. Yeah, she's like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> with um, with your your NCAA career, like, you know, being an All American, that's so cool. Um, getting close to the NCAA championship, I did the same thing. I lost in triple overtime my senior year, so I I get that pain. Right. Um, it's, it's still a sore spot for me. Like it's still hurts. It never leaves. It <laughs> never leaves. Um, but I wanted to know if, you know, any of the lessons that you learned in your soccer career, both as a player and a coach, how that's translated to golf or if, if it has at all. Yeah. So number one, it helped me understand what it takes to get, get good at something, right? Like knowing you need to practice and put in all the hours really off the field or, or like put it the, outside of the game or off the course, like all the time and effort it takes to get really good at something. But golf being individual sport, soccer was a team sport. Um, also with soccer, I was used to getting myself like really amped up, adrenaline flowing versus golf. I find myself, I play better when I calm myself down. Um, so it's a little counterintuitive there for me. And the other thing that I don't necessarily get is, you know, like, you know, we got to a certain level where we were able to consistently perform at that level every day at practice, every game, right? We're like, okay, we're, we sh should be performing well every day, day in, day out. What I don't understand is that is not the case with golf. Because you <laughs> tell me why one day I can go out and shoot a 78 or a 77 and the same at the same course, the next day I can go out and shoot an 88. Explain to me how that works. Same golfer, same clubs, same course. Yet somehow I am 10 strokes differently, like shooting 10 strokes worse one day. <laughs> like, did I just not sleep as well? Did I read a text message? Did I read an email that didn't make me happy? Do I have a headache? Did, did I not sleep well? It's like, what is happening? How is there such a discrepancy of how you can play like one day so well and the next day? not and nowhere near as good like I just I don't understand it my athlete brain just doesn't get it that's when you get on the phone with Bob Parsons and say hey look buddy I need to get fitted for a new set of clubs because these ones are broken right <laughs> no I will never blame the clubs I blame user error user error 
yeah, usually it's the crayon usually it's the crayon not the paper right that that makes the artist so oh my anyway. word i just can't get that part of it i'm like what the heck you know what that's uh, what makes golf amazing it's one of those it's that yes. infinite pursuit that you're never gonna achieve that goal but you'll continually go out and beat yourself up to do it so exactly and, and it's like and, and it's a, a curse to be like you think you finally figured something out in your swing you're smashing the driver you're like i've got it i figured it out and then golf is like oh yeah now you can't <laughs> now you can't put like it's i this game <laughs> it's, it's a give and take <laughs> The number of times I've texted Parksy and been like, hey, I, I think I got this. Like, you know what? I figured something out today. We're good to go. Yeah. Next time we go out and play and it's just God awful. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. I get it. That's what, that's what the cart girl is for. Yeah. To bring you exactly. the drinks to ease that. That's why they invented alcohol. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. Alyssa, shout out some of your sponsors because I know you work with some great brands. We touched on Travis Matthew. I kind of dropped the PXG thing. I assume you're still working with them. So maybe yes. give a little love to your sponsors. Yes, yes. Um, love working with PXG. They are extremely supportive and make me feel very valued to be a part of their team. I'm loving working with Travis Matthew since they've launched their female line. I love where they're going. Excited to be working with them. I am very grateful for my relationship with my agency, Digital Golf Collective. Um, I am headed to the 3M Open tomorrow. I working with the PGA tour and directly with these events like the farmer's insurance open and the century club that runs that event. And, um, yeah, I just, I'm having a great time. I love every brand that reaches out or, and trusts me to work with them and represent their brand in the way that they would like to be represented in the golf space. Yeah, that's great. I got a quick question and then Mel, you got a great question for her. So I think that's a good sort of wrap up the show kind of closer. Okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit about some of the cool experiences, some of the cool people, what has been just like mind blowing that you've sort of experienced within this golf ecosystem you're sort of pursuing. Well, number one, I've gotten to play some incredible golf courses um, Pebble beach is just the whole Monterey peninsula is spectacular, especially when you have a good weather day, um, Pebble beach, the Monterey peninsula country club. I've been fortunate to play Cypress point. Uh, so Ooh, golf has one. taken me. Yeah. I played whistling straights ahead of the Ryder cup. So, and at that time, my golf game did not warrant me getting to play on the, <laughs> I will say, um, so just very grateful to experience some of these bucket list golf courses that people would die, you know, their whole golfing lives to get to play on them. Totally. Uh, yep. I've gotten to work with some incredible brands and the people that are behind uh, these brands. So grateful for that. And my, the, some of the relationships and friendships that I've gotten to, to make through this, it's strengthened ones I've already had, like with my brother, he loves to golf and, there would never be anything that would bring us out or have us spend that together. time together for four yeah. and a half, five hours. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, he still thinks he's going to beat me the next time we play. <laughs> he is really mistaken there. And I, I will tell you, I leveled the playing field because for his birthday, I got him custom fit with PXG clubs. So nice. same equipment and no excuses. Exactly. Exactly. So I don't want to hear that. Um, uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And then just like new friendships I've gotten to make and just meet some incredible people along the way. And 
I will tell you, it's really fun to get to work at PGA tour events and being immersed at the highest level of golf and, um, getting that access to, to watch these guys play these courses that are set up to, you know, the most, the hardest they possibly could be and see them just take them down or the incredible skill that they put on display from, you know, an arm's length away is just, I have so much respect for what they're able to do, their skill level and this game of golf that I didn't have before. Um, So I have tremendous amount of respect for golf as a sport. Um, So, yeah, I think that that would be, that would be it. That's great. Yeah. It's, and, and the cool thing is too, it's something that you're going to be able to do forever. I mean, as long as your body still functions yes, or your mind exactly. still functions, that, and that's, there's no finish line. Yeah. That's kind of why I, sorry, my light, the battery no, side, it turned off. Um, but that is why another reason why I wanted to learn golf is because it would be something that I could do well into my later years of life. Um, unlike soccer, the body, gosh, I wouldn't be able to move for probably a month if I tried to go run around the soccer field right now. Um, but, you know, with golf, God willing, and take care of my body and keep myself in in good mobility and whatnot, then um, I can play well into my Forever. years. Yeah, so I mean, you're like 29 now, so you got another 50 years, right? So, I mean, that's that's a good that's a good runway. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. We've talked a lot about, like, the positive sides of – you know, the industry and, and the experiences that you've gotten to have, but what's some adversity that you've faced being a female in this space, um, you know, that you've had to overcome and, and, and how much further do you think the golf industry has to kind of go to, to make it easier for, for women to access? That's a good question. The hard questions for, for the last, <laughs> um, you know, I, at the end I've been very fortunate to, have a lot of great experiences with men in this golf space. And so I'm very grateful for that because it would have been, if I didn't, um, it would have been a lot harder to keep going with it and wanting to play. But, you know, I just kind of choose, and at least for me personally, you know, um, every now and then I'll be with a four, a, you know, all girl foursome and the starter is telling us to go, you know, there's the forward or the, you know, there's the ladies tees and half the group, it will be like former collegiate golfers. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this guy could not, could not be more wrong <laughs> right now, but I just kind of laugh it off. You know, I just try to take everything with a, you know, just not get too stressed about it. But I do think it's been so great to watch, more of a light be shed on the female playing professionals and giving them more opportunities. And they had just had their U S open at Pebble beach for the first time. Like, I think that's incredible. And I love seeing and hearing those things and they deserve it. And they're amazing. And um, I think it will be really interesting to see, you know, obviously with the announcements that kind of blew up the golf world and, a matter of, of seconds. Um, I think it will be interesting to see the impact that that has for the female playing professionals and different opportunities um, that it provides for them monetarily and, you know, and the like. So I'm excited to see where it's going. I think there are a lot of things going in the right direction and female golf fashion is evolving and there's so many more females coming to the game and hopefully more um, opportunities for the female playing professionals. Like, so I like where things are going and, and that's just kind of the mindset and attitude I have around it. All. I'd rather focus on 
the positive things that are being done rather than like, if I ever, if, you know, somebody passes a, a, a silly comment, I try not to focus on that. Just focus on all the good things. Hard not to go, hard to go down the rabbit hole. I mean, that can be pretty messy and, yeah. and sucks your energy and sucks your time away. So great, yeah. great job for you to, to keep it on, on a lane that's positive and, and keep pursuing that in a great fashion. Give us, uh, give us your socials. Where can people reach you? Where can they, where can they find you? Yep. Guys can find me at new lady golfer on TikTok, on Instagram. My name, you can find me on Facebook at Alyssa Kesar, also new lady golfer. Um, and on threads and Twitter, same thing. And please come join the journey. It's a fun one. Amazing. Very, awesome. very grateful for you to join us tonight. It's been a pleasure getting to know you, hearing your story. Really fun to watch your Instagram. There's some saucy stuff and there's some golf stuff. So it keeps it keeps everybody engaged, which which is awesome. So continued success in 2023. We look forward to the Farmers Insurance Open yeah. and some of the events you're hosting. So keep doing what you're doing and growing the women's game. It's amazing. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you having me and really enjoyed our conversation. Last question, Alyssa. Who's winning the World Cup? I've got to go with the U.S. <laughs> Bet against them. Hope Alex Morgan go. has a good I hope Alex Morgan has a good World Cup. Yeah, me too.